I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep hidden, to the absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker, I'm a comedian, and I'm realizing eBay is so useless, Mark, because I tried to look up lighters, and it gave me 13,749 matches. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mark Kendall, and I was hanging out with a herd of cows the other day, uh, and we had a great time at the observatory. Looking at the moon. So today is part two uh, of our deep dive into puns. Uh, so we'll continue our talk about uh, why people like them, dislike them, different types of puns. And of course, just like part one, we are so lucky, so excited to be joined by our very special guest, Carter, Carter Deems. Deems. Carter is a stand-up comedian, a writer, and a friendly battle rapper from Atlanta, Georgia. He's a cast member on the MTV show Wild and Out. He's a writer on the Emmy-nominated series Epic Rap Battles of History. Um, uh, check him out on the Twitter. On Check out his website. He's got some of stand-up up there. It's amazing. Carter, we're so happy to have you back. So. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kendall, I loved your pun. You can oh, mark my words. And... <laughs> Mr. Will, your puns were unbelievable. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. That's why he's on TV on y'all aren't. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. Well, let's start off with a little bit of uh, ridiculous news nibbles. Yeah. Um, we just have a couple stories today uh, since we're talking about puns. And we thought I thought that was interesting. I was looking up puns and, and news stories, and um, there was actually a uh, two hundred a poll of 200,000 people Um to understand the difference between people who like cats and people like dogs. Mm -hmm. And apparently, cat people are 21% more likely to prefer puns and irony. Interesting. As opposed to dog people. Interesting. Wow. I do own a cat. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I really do. That's true. Yeah. She actually, uh, uh, well, he, it's a, it's a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He just uh, hurt his paw. I have to get my Aww. pet a cure. 
did you you know you said she i remember as a kid for some reason i thought all cats were girls and all dogs were boys i don't know why as, as a young child that was something in my head oh interesting that's true yeah <laughs> that, that makes you pause <laughs> exactly. oh yeah and so we have this other headline as well uh it says a man proposes to his girlfriend by tattooing will you marry meow on his bum so going along with the cat theme here. Uh, so instead of the traditional flowers, candles, and getting down on one knee, the 32-year-old went for a tattoo on his bum and flashing it at her after a game of pool. Lindsay, 30, from Hertfordshire, explained, he orchestrated it so he would uh, get seven balled, where the black is sunk when one player still has uh, all seven of their balls on the table. Our rule is you have to pull your pants down if that happens. So he just pulled down his trousers. Wow. Um, and this guy's name was Dustin Marshall. And uh, what a what a group of friends. Yeah. What a rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. pull your pants down. That's just a strange. Yeah. It's yeah. just a, what? <laughs> um, you don't want to be caught slacking. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the cuff. <laughs> so it seems. It's in my jeans. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, well. <laughs> speaking of uh, a brilliant, that's why he's here, Carter Deems, the amazing Carter Deems. Um, and Carter, something we talked a little bit about in the last episode, but you had some cool information about puns and the origin of puns and what where they came from. Yeah, uh, so I um, I was researching it too. I mean, I love puns, but I didn't really know all of the history of it. And so I found like some, uh, I was reading, Shakespeare actually used like over 3,000 puns in his wow, works. Wow. Um, so I wrote some of my like favorite ones that he did that I found, um, and one in uh, some Romeo and Juliet, um, and uh, 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 Mercutio says uh, as he's dying, right as he's dying, he says, "Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man." Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. I, I do remember that. I do remember I, that? Yeah, and like that—that that was like yeah. yeah. So I love that grave pun fits in the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Another one with uh, Mercutio and Romeo was um, Mercutio says, Romeo, we must have you dance. And Romeo says, Not I, believe me. Um, You have my dance, you have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead. And so, soul Mm. and soul. Yeah. 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 Um, And then, yeah, so I thought those were really crazy uh, that Shakespeare. Actually, sometimes I wanted to quote Shakespeare in my battles, uh, but I don't play right. (laughs) (laughs) I said that whole thing up right there. (laughs) Terrible. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, Yeah, so I thought those were interesting, uh, like some interesting examples in literature. Yeah, it was lit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) So... um, you know, beyond uh, those, and it's cool, yeah, because I do remember that one sticking with me, the grave one, especially from Mercutio and in, in, in Grump, is uh, you had mentioned that you have some, Carter, some puns that you're uh, most ashamed of slash most proud of. So super curious to hear about those. Okay, yeah. Uh, one of these, this one is my fa- one of my favorite ones that I've written, uh, but it's also... It's more serious. It's not, uh, I guess, funny. Uh, and I know that because I've done it in comedy shows and <laughs> realize it's not funny. <laughs> but one of them is, uh, they told me to get my head out of the clouds, but I realized a brainstorm is enlightening. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know if you heard Billy. Hmm. That's the, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the reaction I try to get. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> authentic. 100% authentic. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another like I wrote like a kind of a genre pun that I wrote was like a question and answer. So those were kind of actually in a lot of New Yorker cartoons earlier on. Those were very common. Would be like one character asking a question, the other one responding with a pun answer. And so one of them that I had was, uh, do you prefer rowing on the left side or the right side of a boat? Uh, either or. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, do you know the uh, do you know the scientific symbol for sodium? Nah. <laughs> uh, would you like a pamphlet, bro? Sure. <laughs> I uh, I prefer I don't know about you guys, but I I prefer the old library catalog- cataloging system. Uh, do we agree? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, those uh, those were like some that I I guess the one I'm probably the one I love, and it's more of a visual one. But it's um uh, I don't care where the states are located. If Oklahoma was next to Maine, that'd be okay by me. <laughs> 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 that's uh, that's kind of I don't know. The other day I was thinking if I represented you two uh, in court, it'd be pro bono. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I love mo- I love mountain climbing. Uh, that's the best way to sum it up. I I don't ever rest. I uh, the other day there was an asteroid going through. I was like, hey, calm it down. Uh, <laughs> the news actually reported that, which believes you can't believe everything the media writes. Um, I got into a roast battle with the Museum of Modern Art. And I did all Yamoma jokes. <laughs> uh, do, do how much time do we have? Yeah. So those are just a few. <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have notebooks filled with those. Um, that. Uh, oh, uh, this is nothing to do with puns. But uh, me and my friend James, we actually. <laughs> We share an astrological sign. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's just Jim and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tari's the Gemini. Ta- Tari's a Gemini? Yeah, I'm producing Tari. A wonderful producer. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Tari, you're a Gemini? <laughs> oh, well, I uh, hope that joke uh, didn't tore us apart. <laughs> <laughs> those are really good. So, was there only one you were ashamed of? Because those were all really tight ones. Uh, yeah, no, those are my best jokes. Got it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the ashamed one was the one that made me go, hmm. Yeah, that one was, uh, can we, can you just come to every one of my shows? And then we just mic you up in the, in the audience. Yeah, Mark Kendall's a good person for that, too. And I have heard, I don't know if you've, you know, because I know you y'all both do stand-up, is, is I've heard that if, if there's a stand-up show and Mark Kendall's in the audience, you kind of have to be careful because sometimes you don't know how good the joke actually is. <laughs> yeah. I, I like jokes a lot, so yeah. I, I laugh a lot. So yeah. sometimes I might be nicer than the average audience when it comes to giving laughs. But Carter, I promise, like you're, yes. you're the 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 crack ups from me are genuine. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and Mark, to be fair, I love having you in the audience <laughs> whenever I'm performing. It's the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely the best. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. I thought of another reaction that I got from an audience member that was. Um, Kind of, yeah, a little off-putting. Like, I did a joke. I said, uh, on the weekends, I have a job shoveling horse poop. Uh, it doesn't pay very much, but hey, it's a stable job. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I don't mean to stir up trouble. <laughs> it's just my horse bit. And, <laughs> and uh, someone in the audience just went, fair enough. 
just exhausted. <laughs> just <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Shaking their head, just fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I've uh, I, I rode a lot of roller coasters. I've been to the fair enough. And I said that. I said that and nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> like nothing from the person or nothing from just nothing at, yeah at all <laughs> i think there was like yeah maybe a couple people and um but yeah nothing from her so she just went yeah what yeah so uh those were those were examples of my punts yeah. so, <laughs> so funny uh hey oh sorry someone just walked in here oh yeah oh, uh, oh hello oh, hey, people keep coming in mark hey hey y'all name's uh hank uh y'all don't know me uh, Carter Deems, I know you pretty good. Uh, nice cowboy hat. Yeah. yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, got it. Just got it. Uh, listen, uh, Carter, I, I'm. Uh, I listened to part one of y'all's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, I was listening. Uh, like the show pretty good. And uh, Carter, you talked about a show where you were doing them puns, and someone said, "Is it all puns?" Uh, and that was me. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so for those of y'all that haven't listened to part one, go listen to part one. But Carter mentioned an audience member that said, is this all puns? Like, is this all there is? And I just kind of wanted to come in, clarify uh, that I have searched my whole life for a stand-up set that was nothing but puns. And uh, uh, me and my daddy, we love puns very much. And uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, last thing he ever said to me uh, before I saw him, he's still alive, but last thing he <laughs> said to me before we went to go find a show together mm-hmm. was, you you find me a show, you find me a show, you find me a comic. It's nothing but puns, and I'll finally be proud of you. And uh, I came to your show, paid $10 to see it. And um, uh, you were doing puns, and I was so overjoyed. You need a tissue? Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you started doing puns, and it was the greatest thing that I'd ever seen. And I said, is this all there is? Is it all puns? And uh, because I knew in that moment, Carter, you you allowed my dad to finally be proud of me. And and afterwards, in hindsight, I realized, oh, maybe I should have just laughed or just been like yo man uh i appreciate the show very much but i've i've, I've combed the internet searched far and wide trying to find you and here i am and <laughs> i just wanted to give my thanks to you that's that's uh, so kind yeah. i really appreciate that yeah yeah i appreciate man yeah. i appreciate you man yeah. i appreciate it you changes kind of everything yeah at that whole meaning yeah yeah for sure i mean uh i mean like me and my dad we got a we got a great relationship before and even now it's even better now that he's proud of me yeah yeah oh, so you're proud of a gift Oh yeah, yeah. I brought you a gift. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and open that up. This is a this is a baby, right? This is a human baby, right? Well, oh, so Carter forgot to mention that. So after at the show, uh, met a met a woman there, and she was also looking for a comic that was doing nothing but puns, so her mama could be proud of her. We made up, started up a relationship, had a kid, and uh, so we named that baby right there, Carter Deems. Uh, That's Carter Deems. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, and uh, thank you so much. for this <laughs> really is the best well uh this is great i gotta take uh carter deems to preschool now oh, okay we gotta go he's very small you sure he's old enough well the thing is he's gonna grow up to be a pun champion just like carter deems is so we just got to get him learning them words as early as possible you know thanks so, for, thanks for coming by. oh thanks so much y'all <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for giving my daddy thank you for helping me find the love of my life and and uh my, my offspring I owe it all to you. I owe it all to puns. I hope he has fun at preschool. And uh, if he wants to be a preacher, he can go to preschool. Mm. <laughs> mm, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally involuntary. That was totally involuntary. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I'll see myself out. Thank you all so much. Bye, Hank. Uh, bless y'all. God bless you. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. Improv comedy, which is something Mark and I have a lot of experience with, uh, and then there's stand-up, which you guys, not me, have a lot of experience with. Um, uh, but you were talking, Carter, just a second ago about how uh, maybe improvisers look down on puns or that you're not supposed to use puns in improv. You've heard that? Uh, yeah, mostly in like long-form improv, I've, I've heard that, I'm, which I'm not very experienced with long-form improv. So I'm, I do improv games and stuff, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't, I was wondering about that. You know, I, my gut reaction to that as an improviser is like, I think uh, it's tough to tell jokes in an improv scene because you tend, you tend to have to be in the moment and kind of feel it. Um, but I I think you could probably get away with it. It's just you have to do it just right. I don't think, to me, it's not a hard and fast rule. I think the hard and fast rule is like, if you really try to be funny, that's usually where you land flat in improv. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think too, like, I think sometimes there's things about jokes that I guess maybe work as an ending of sorts. Mm. And I guess maybe in long form improv, you're trying to do a scene. And so mm. it's like, I feel like a pun or a joke could work, but a lot of times that might mean the scene is then over, you right. know? Cause That's like, cause going back to what we had talked about puns before, you're like breaking a rule or you're like offsetting something in some way. And I think like rhythmically, that means like, that's a great p- place to end things maybe. But I guess, but I mean, if someone was really great at doing puns and it made sense in the course of the scene, it seems like it'd just be like the more, the better, you know, yeah. like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, that we were talking about the last episode on puns, we talked about different kinds of puns. And what was amazing is that Carter actually has a type of pun that he kind of helped try to create. Um, And I I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Carter, but homophonous synonyms. I think that's, yeah, that works. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it kind of changes. I haven't come up with a, a great name for it yet. But yeah, homophona synonym, I think is good. Cool. Um, and so this this hurts my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> when I try to think of like how I came up with this or why I came up with this, um, or I know when I came up with this uh, was alone. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, a homophona synonym would be a, a common uh, phrase or compound word, two-part common phrase or compound word, where one part of the compound word has a synonym that's a homophone for the other part of the word. So uh, one example would be like mailman. And then mail has a, a homophone, mail, which is a synonym for man. So mail means man. Yeah. Mail is also a homophone for mail. Um, also, I can just hear the amount of listeners we're lis- losing right now. <laughs> oh, no, I can just hear them. I can, I can hear their car <laughs> <laughs> backing out of the driveway, just angry. Just backing the school bus. Just mayhem right now. Just <laughs> fires starting. Um, yeah, a, another one would be like uh, rabbit hair. So rabbit hair. Um, you know, their fur, rabbit hair, but also hair has a homophone hair, which is a synonym for rabbit. So H A R E, synonym for rabbit. Um, and then uh, my favorite one is corn maze. So maze has a homophone maze, M A I Z E, which is a synonym for corn or type of corn. So, um, yeah, so I came up with those and I actually like reached out to a linguist, a professor about it. And uh, he basically was like, nah, this isn't, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't anything. <laughs> so what, what, where was this a professor based? Uh, in Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, can we, I mean, you don't have to say their name, but I don't know. I disagree, professor. <laughs> I feel like this could be something. Maybe it's just the wrong professor. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, like, <laughs> Carter, is your phone ringing? Oh. Uh, hello? Uh, wait, hello? Hello. It is I, the linguist professor. (laughs) Yes, you might say the linguist professor. I'm not going to share my name on here. But the point is, I am am at the forefront, all right, of what language is, what rules are, and who can say what type of pun is a pun versus what type of pun is not a pun. And so I've called to talk to you, Carter, uh, to explain to you why I rejected, all right, the new type of pun that you tried to create. And I've got to say <laughs> that I may have been harsh, okay, but you see, my hesitation, my reason for this was because if I just started saying willy-nilly, oh, here's this different type of types of puns, here's a name for it, then think about all the other work I'd have to do to name all the other types of puns that you would clearly come up with, all right? And so I'm sorry, I don't mean to halt 
progress, okay? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to protect my language because it just means more papers that I have to write, more work that I don't want to have to do. And, and it's not about you, okay? It's about what's going on in my personal life right now in the world of academia, okay? On campus, at the university that will not be named, they redesigned the cafeteria. And so the, 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 the chicken and beef sandwich shop that used to be there is there now no more, okay? And now I have to go across town to get the same chicken and beef shop. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, well, I, Carter, thanks for putting your phone on speaker. And I, you know, I think... Uh, Hello, Bill. Oh. I listened to the podcast. You, sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, to, I'm no, sorry no, to interrupt. That's I'm great. I, I, I wonder, you know, in the last episode uh, about puns, we talked about a certain um, famous man, Samuel Johnson, who yeah. hated oh, puns. I love him! Aha! I knew it, and 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 I I feel like I could see your name tag on the FaceTime. It, it's Johnson. Oh. I know it might seem like a common last name. Oh. I feel like there's a connection. Okay, fine. I'll take off my mustache. Oh, no, it's you him. found me. This is me, Samuel Johnson, <laughs> the arch enemy of puns. I have come here. I last time you turned turned me into a bowl of checks mix, but somehow I respawned. As a professor, and at every corner culture, I've been trying to take you down. I'm sorry. Well, let's remind folks that haven't listened to part one that right, you good said, point, good quote, point. to trifle with the vocabulary, which is the vehicle of social intercourse, is to tamper with the currency of human intelligence. Those are your uh-huh. words. Bars, I say, bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, how dare you not support Carter and his his new pun? And and I, I think you're you're just trying to, to sabotage a great invention. You know what? There's a definition in my dictionary for people like me, and it's a villain, okay? <laughs> and, and I am sorry, all right? And, uh, Carter, I owe you an apology. Uh, Bill, I owe you a thank you for hosting this podcast. <laughs> and Tari, I owe you a thank you for producing this podcast. Mark, I owe you $5 because I stole $5 from your pocket the last time I was here. What? Anyway, I'm going to go now. I'm logging off, but I will still listen to this podcast. I'm a fan. And Carter, I will be at your next show. Um, I have a, I have a cousin that has a new baby. And so he and his wife haven't been out socializing. He's talking about Hank. 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 Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Oh, it's all related. It's all related. Uh, It's all related. It's all connected. Uh, Goodbye. uh, Gee whiz. Wow. Man, professors are, are snobs sometimes. They can be. They can be. There's yeah. some great professors There's, out there. there. I want to say, yeah, you're the, a good point. But 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 that but, but Bill, you were right. That one was absolutely that, a snob. He has tenure. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't care what's That's going what on. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there's actually a competition uh, about puns, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, the Henry World Pun Championships? Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, quick brief overview of what those are. Uh, so this is from... Uh, uh, research that our wonderful researcher Casey found. Yeah, uh, Casey. So uh, wordsmiths come together annually for Austin's O. Henry Punoff World Championships held at Brush Square Park, otherwise known as the Backyard of the O. Henry Museum, named after O. Henry's witty writing style and comical wordplay. Uh, so this festival features two punoff competitions, uh, Punniest of Show and Punslingers. And in each event, up to 32 contestants will either be given a topic uh, to create puns with or have the chance to present prepared puns to an audience. Yeah, and I've actually, I've always, it's like a dream of mine to uh, go to the World Pun Championships, yeah. which I've learned is something uh, you shouldn't say on a date. 
but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have done like um, so there's like throughout the country there's like local um, pun competitions so um, one really like fun one I've never done it but in New York it's called Punderdome um, yeah. yeah which is like a really popular one and then I used to do one in Milwaukee called Pundemonium nice. and uh that was uh, I was the reigning champ uh, wow. for the month of December. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a really good book actually called "A, a Way with Words," uh, which is a pun in itself. Um, and uh, it actually chronicles. It follows like three uh, pun, like professional punters, as they like uh, vi- try to get to O. Henry Championships and like win. And so wow. it's it's it sounds. It's interesting for maybe you know fifty people, but like it's a <laughs> no. Nah, I don't want to disparage the book because it's yeah. an awesome book, and um, I actually got to compete against one of the people that's in the book. Um, so it's uh, it's a good read. Yeah, check it out, and uh, yeah, if, if y'all are into puns, so yeah, that's great. It's a weird little subculture that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, yeah, exists. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking up um some of the winning puns from the comedy championships. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw a couple at you, even though these are not ones I came up with. I'm not, I don't have that ability, uh, as, uh, like Carter does. Uh, but I thought some of these were great. So, um, in Iran, everyone's scared of spiders, but in Iraq, no phobia. <laughs> so, like this rhetoric, which my kids can't access videos of twerking on our home PC. We've got Norton anti Cyrus. <laughs> Which I mean, this is so much fun. Uh, and um, I'm sure that's I a... wonder if they, uh, do they have Adele? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should do these more often, Carter. You should go, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love to see how you do in the Austin uh, tournament there. That'd be so fun. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and the way those work, they give you like a, uh, you know, they'll give you like a topic or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then one of the one of the rounds is just like off the top, and so you go back and forth until oh, wow. somebody runs out of out of puns. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So like if you guys know. have ever thought about competing, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would get my ass kicked. We will be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. 
It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get it confused, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right. So speaking of pun related things, there is a uh, interesting term. Uh, it's called Witzelzucht. It's a German term. Mm. Um, and it's a medical condition that causes people to become obsessed with the usage of puns to the point that it's a compulsion and it's considered a mental health condition. So, Carter, you, you flagged this for us. And I thought it was a really great uh, conversation piece. And um you know, we had our researcher Casey pull a little bit of info uh, on it for us. And uh, some of the info on it says, um, first described by German neurologist uh, uh, Moritz uh, Jastrowitz in 1888. Uh, the term comes from the German words for joke, wilts, and addiction, soaked. Uh, and Marion Webster defines it as excess- excessive facetiousness and inappropriate or pointless humor. Uh, especially when considered as part of an abnormal condition. And so while it's rarely diagnosed, uh, numerous cases of Witzelsucht have been reported in medical literature over the last 130 years. Uh, it is typically seen in patients with frontal lobe damage, tumors, or trauma, particularly in the brain's right hemisphere. I don't, I mean, it's sometimes interesting what we label Absolutely. as things, you know, mm-hmm. and I could see where maybe, yeah, if someone's just cracking jokes as someone's falling over having a heart attack or giving a eulogy at a funeral, and, th- and sometimes jokes are helpful during those. But, yeah. you know, like, I, it, it's always interesting to me. Sometimes I think we overdiagnose. I think that's a great point, Bill. Yeah. And, and I don't know if this is helpful or not, but uh, another piece of information it says is, it's important to note that Wichelsucht is not the same as pathological laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which a patient would start laughing for no immediately dis- uh, discernible reason. Uh, so when patients with Wichel Sook laugh, it's said to be genuine, mm-hmm. almost always at their own jokes, <laughs> <laughs> but rarely at others' attempt at humor. Interesting. Uh, and so apparently this is likely because the frontal lobe responds better to simple humor while appreciating more complex punchlines requires the right frontal lobe. Yeah, and I think we all think a joker, right? Is that the other the, uh, the mm-hmm. start laughing for no reason, which uh, especially that more recent version of Joker, mm-hmm. uh, the R-rated one, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't show it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think what you were saying earlier, Bill, about you know some diagnoses being tricky because it's just like I feel like 
in a lot of moments, laughter is actually, you know, quite healthy or helpful right. in, in those moments that would normally be deemed like inappropriate as a way to deal with what is happening. Yeah, I've heard it said, you know, take the most serious moments in your life with a grain of salt and some laughter and then take the small things seriously. And mm-hmm. I, I do think that's a good way to deal with, with a lot of the, the curveballs life throws your way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Not uh, to get too sincere even yeah. more, but uh, yeah. yeah, so I have uh, diagnosed OCD. I've kind of dealt with that, you know, for most of my adult life and in, in his teen years too. And so um, and I have certain obsessions and compulsions, but I learned or I found that like, um, you know, I would get into these cycles where I couldn't get out of the obsessions and the compulsions. Um, but I found like I could sometimes concentrate on writing puns, honestly, and like yeah. rhymes and raps. And that would kind of give me a reprieve um, before I started getting treatment. And I, I didn't really even know what OCD was, but I, I found like these moments of reprieve came when I was able to like concentrate on writing jokes or, or puns or or freestyle or uh, rhymes or, or freestyle in my car. And that was like, so yeah, I think that maybe go along with that. I'm not a uh, mental health professional, but I kind of talked to my therapist about it too. And um, so we had like exercises where we um, would do creative writing and stuff, you know, in relation to my OCD. But yeah. That I was, love that. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. um, yeah, that's kind of like a personal experience with it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I love what you say, especially about using writing, writing as a reprieve, you know, yeah. like yeah. for sure. Cause it's just like, I think that, that, that absolutely resonates. It's sure. one of the healthiest things, I think, you know, speaking of therapists, that my therapist always tells me to, to write things down because I'll get stuck in my head thinking about something. But there's something about writing it down or writing someone a letter. You know, you don't have to send it. Uh, but that helps you process things, too, I think. Um, and uh, just a healthy way to deal with stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, don't tweet it. Write it. Right. <laughs> and, just, and just kind of like another thing, too, to throw into that pile, just like writing comedy specifically is like, you know, it's like it kind of allows you to look at things from like different angles. And I feel like that's helpful, too, in terms of like a, as a way to deal with something, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, exci- game. I'm excited about this. I'm excited so, and nervous. Yeah. So, uh, Carter, you, you mentioned you'd put together like a pun game of sorts. And Bill and I were both very excited to play it. Yes. OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not really uh, too uh, complex of a game. Um, right. So like I mentioned earlier, uh, in punk competitions, a lot of times it's like a head-to-head. So if you guys don't mind going against each other. I know y'all are already like en- enemies. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's why we're sitting at opposite ends of this. Time. Yeah, right. yeah. I've had to keep these, these guys <laughs> apart the entire time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they would just give you a topic and you try to come up with as many, you know, you, Bill, or whoever starts, whoever wants to start, mm-hmm. you would do one, and then the next person would do one, and you get about three to four seconds to come up with one, oh, wow. and then at the after that three second mark, uh, you're out of here, you're off the podcast yeah. forever. So, uh, yeah. um, and we don't validate your parking either. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, 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 that's really? no. <laughs> and so, it's just like to 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 exhaustion. So, whoever, I know, um, we'll see how it goes. If you guys are. Are willing. Yeah, totally down, totally yeah, down. And yeah. feel free to save us, Carter, if, if we're <laughs> yeah, drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, let's do it. Okay. Do it. Um, so I'll do uh, the topic. We'll just go with food. Food. That's okay. okay. All right. Great. All right. So who wants to start? I, I and, and also, if at any time these aren't real puns, feel free to scream at me. That's not a pun. Likewise, because <laughs> I'm coming up with one now, and I'm like, I don't know if this counts, but it's something. <laughs> um, um, Mark, I, I like... Uh, doing this podcast with you because you're always a nut (laughs) you know uh uh bill uh if you were a pizza um and uh like a pizza 
Okay, because like pizza. All right, okay, all right. Like, uh, Bill, if you were a pizza, you'd be great no matter how you slice it. Mark, if 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 you were toast, uh, uh, it, it, we could jam together. <laughs> uh, you know, Bill, the the thing about pasta, I don't under I don't understand pasta, right? <laughs> like, I just can't wrap my noodle around it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, that uh, uh, you're that's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's a pun. That's not a pun. That's just, okay. that's just me. Sorry. Uh, my only problem with uh, my only problem with with my my only problem with uh, pre cut fruit is that it's not very appealing. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, you got to come out. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like uh, the way you produce that one. <laughs> You know, I think one of my favorite parts about having uh, Carter on the show today is um, that when he throws down puns, I scream. (laughs) (laughs) How dare he make that pun? Um, um, You know, um, you know, uh, because... <laughs> oh, uh, uh, oh uh, casserole! I, 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 I was trying to do something. Uh, casserole. Yeah, I push my kitten in a ball, my castle roll down the hill. You know, <laughs> nice. well, that was really fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I think I cheated though, so I think honestly, I was probably because the bananas one wasn't actually a pun. <laughs> Yeah. No, that was good though. Now you came back with the appealing after the banana. That's, oh yeah. yeah. You had the nut joke. That's. That I want to catch you fun. later on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the pizza with Jesus crust. That was good. <laughs> Usually don't enjoy pizza. I like it though. Uh, <laughs> you had the toast joke. Yeah, that was good. I could tell you were bred for this. Uh, I liked it. I don't know. He was looking sourdough. <laughs> I would do the noodle joke. That was good. Yeah. I can tell you're not an impasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. Uh, that was fun. Okay, yeah, guys. Great. Yeah, so that's uh, what I spend my Friday nights doing <laughs> for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time, though. Yeah, it is. And uh, especially the pun competitions are cool because the crowd is there expecting puns. So at yeah. stand-up shows, I feel like it's kind of an ambush sometimes. Mm. But at, at pun competitions, they're ready to, you know, they're grown-ups ready to get their groans up. So they're, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like they're there for it. And so those are always super fun because the worse the jokes the better the crowd reaction. Yeah, and not to get too inside baseball or change topics too much, but Carter, I have a question about what you say about audience expectations and relations to puns. Because something that I, you know, observe about you with your performance is like, you know, your performance is more than just the words themselves. I mean, it's just like, you know, your voice modulations, also physically you're doing a lot. And uh, I'm just kind of curious, is that in any way intentional on your part in terms of like how you deliver the puns or how you deliver the comedy. You, you know what I mean? Like, cause like you have, a, you have a whole stage presence, you know, and like you use the stage in interesting ways, like everything. And, and so to me, it's just like, uh, th- there's more going on than, I mean, puns themselves are great, but there's more going on than that. And, and I just kind of wonder, is that in any way, like, uh, like a conscious choice on your part, or is that something that is like, you just got to like that, you know, like, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think um, my kind of my stage presence, one, is uh, I do have anxiety, and so that kind of comes through, and I just kind of roll with it. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't want to, I, I guess when I first started out, I, I was more stationary or just kind of, and it was like I was just reading tweets basically mm-hmm. or standing up there. When you do one-liners or puns, yeah, uh, it was like, it was very boring or monotone and mm-hmm. came across, I'm just literally reading my tweets or reading, you know, out of a notebook. And so I found that audiences didn't really respond to it as well. So I try to like, now I engage the audience and I mean, it may be too much. Sometimes I'll walk out in the crowd and like battle people, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, or I'll like ask them for suggestions and do puns based off that or, you know, uh, it's just stupid stuff or pun off whatever they're wearing or whatever. And yeah. so I feel like that keeps the audience more engaged a lot of times mm-hmm. and instead of just, you know, kind of looking at the ground and reading Right. reading jokes that I've written. So, um, right. yeah, I try to do that. I think the more I perform, the more I'm trying to, um, I think worse than getting heckled is apathy. So trying mm. to create, trying to keep the hot audience interested is like, is part of the the battle of comedy, I think. I think that's a great, great point. Yeah, I'd rather get heckled than to see someone on their phone. Right, right. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's part, part of the performance. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily want to be known as like the pun guy. I do love wordplay, but also I try to make it more than just, you know, up there doing jokes that are disjointed or something like that, you know, and trying to make it into an actual like experience. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, I, I like what you said, too, just about anxiety and performing, because I think a lot of people that want to put their art out there or do art in general. Uh, our, our anxiety sometimes holds them back. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people. Bill Hader is one of my favorite ones that comes out, talks a lot about his struggles with that, even right before he'd go out on stage at SNL. Um, and so what, you know, what have you done? And I think exactly, you know, it, 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 you're clearly a very talented stand-up and do amazing performances. So what did, what have you done to help kind of overcome that as you've get out on stage? You said you just kind of push through it. Uh, yeah, I don't know um, if pushing through it is necessarily, I think part of, yeah, is rolling with it or going with it. Um, But uh, yeah, it's more of using it. I try to use it. I try Mm. to use that energy. Um, Mm. My performance tend to be higher energy. So I try to use that. And then uh, once I get in that groove, the anxiety kind of becomes more of a a pro and, you know, a positive thing. And so, and then it kind of fades away and and it goes from anxiety to um, energy and enjoying the performance. Um, so, yeah, I think if anyone out there is thinking of, of you know, I don't want to push someone out of their comfort zone, but um, there's all types of performance styles. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 17 years and I still get nervous every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but once once that like first joke hits or whatever, it kind of melts away. So, uh, yeah. So maybe I think maybe I was saying it wrong when I say, you know, push through it, because that is kind of a weird. It's like, what does that mean? You know, I think when I've heard Bill Hader talk about one of the things he said was, you know, when it comes up, he's instead of thinking of it, something that he needs to repress, he thinks, oh, here's my friend. Here's my old friend. And yeah. it's just part of who I am. That's a great. Yeah, that's amazing. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his name is Bill. So I always like to hear Bill Hader. <laughs> Anytime yeah. I can reference Bill Hader. I'll do I do want to say I love you. I'm not a Bill Hader. So. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. He brought it. He brought it. He's been waiting the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he brought it. Yes. That's, oh, oh, that's man. amazing. That's that's a great punctuation, Mark Bill. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think we can start to kind of like wrap things up. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Carter, thank you so much for joining us for this two-parter episode. I mean, like, it's it's really cool to kind of learn more about this joke form. I've learned a lot of things that I didn't, you know, 
know previously about it and and truly have a much greater respect and appreciation for puns getting to hear you talk about how you use them how you've discovered them and it gives me so much more context into watching you perform going forward and i do not (laughs) (laughs) gain no more love (laughs) yeah this has been so amazing thank you so so much carter for gracing us with your presence and your comedy yeah Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys. And um, can I plug something? Of please, course. Okay. Please, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I uh, mentioned me yeah, on my Instagram. Is that really Carter Deems? But I uh, wrote kind of a one-man show, I guess is the best way to put it, based on wordplay uh, called Just Semantics or Just Some Antics. Yeah. And uh, it's about a 40-minute uh, and crowd interactive uh, wordplay show. Yeah. So, Great. Um, and uh, yeah, so if anybody wants to check that out, you can go to my Instagram page and all the details are there. Awesome. Yeah, and carterdeems.com as well. And that's uh, C-A-R-T-E-R-D-E-E-M-S. Mm-hmm. Um, dot C-O-M. <laughs> dot C-O-M. <laughs> uh, and yeah. my phone number is six. <laughs> I just need friends. Uh, you guys ought to come to the show. Well, you know, let me just say uh, thank you. You're one in a melon. You're totally awesome. Uh, yes. We think you're exquisite and yes. uh, exquisite and um, you know, if if you want to, uh, for all the audience out there, you know, we know you have a lot of choices uh, in podcasts, and we means the world to us when you guys join us. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, and uh, thank you, and and follow us on Facebook uh, or Instagram at Ridiculous News Podcast. You can also email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. and be sure to check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy on IG, TikTok, and Facebook, as well as at Kendall Comedy on Twitter. Find you later. See you guys. Bye. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 